Faith. Hi, Josephine. We're back. We're back. We're back on My Favourite Musical, the podcast. It's the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we start, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the unceded land we're recording on today. We pay our respect to centuries of storytelling, singing and dancing. And um, we both plan to vote yes, so we encourage others to do so in the yes, upcoming referendum. Please uh, make sure that you are registered to vote. I believe it's too late. It's already now too if late. So yeah, sorry. But, um, but apparently, you know, they said like something like ninety, close to ninety-eight percent of eligible Australians are enrolled. It's that's the highest amazing. rate of enrolment the AUC have had. Wow, that's awesome. Which is great, but also worries me a little bit. Well, but also I hope that that's because it's all these young people who are really yeah galvanized yeah, yeah exactly yes let's do it i believe in that generation to change our world 100 yeah. oh that's ruth that's josephine yes welcome back everybody it's my favorite musical yeah and uh yeah so we had a little break this time we did just because life yeah really you can't hold us to a schedule we're too free-spirited yeah <laughs> we're too busy uh to do this podcast that we just do out of the love for it, yeah. unfortunately. And because there's only three of you listening. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we know you'll forgive us. That's right, exactly. Oh, bless you. Hey, have you got any news in the world of music? Yeah, uh, this will excite you. Okay. Um, there's a, I don't know if you've heard much about this um, production of Guys and Dolls that's been happening in London. No. Oh, Immersive. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah, so it's like you apparently. You craps while you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you're in the hot box, basically. Oh. And, and I, I think it's hard to describe, but as the different points of the stage move around yes. where you are and stuff like that. And everyone the I know who's seen it. where Miss Adelaide dances. That's right, yes. And um, everyone who's seen it just says it's like the best thing ever. Oh I'm sure gosh. they're planning to try and take it to America, who knows how or when. But what has been announced is that there's a cast recording being released. Well, that's no um, good to me. I want to be in the hot box. It's true. But I will say it's been a while since we've had a Guys and Dolls cast recording. It so, has since 2003, right? Yeah, whatever that one was. The Peter Gallagher one? yeah. Um, Nathan, Nathan Lane, Lane. etc. Yeah, yeah. Fake so that's Prince. exciting. Yeah. I always forget the name of the Sarah Brown from that production. Oh, she was, she's kind she of forgettable, isn't she? Oh, everyone is it, else is Is it good. Josie Guzman? Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> that's, that is what is in my brain. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. names Important of stuff. Broadway performers. Who we didn't and really shows. like. Yeah. In their performances. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, um, I was on the Playbill website today, the, um, the US one. And there was this great headline that I really loved and it said, Ah, Sondheim Revival's Broadway's newest cash cow. Mm. And I loved that. So it was just talking about how Merrily and Sweeney sort of just like just dominating. Merrily's up there in like the one million. You know how there's like the top, it's like Lion King and Hairspray and Merrily we roll along. And Sweeney as well. Yeah, Sweeney is quickly catching up. Yeah. And it's just... It's so lovely. For those of you who play along at home, like you'll know that Merrily nearly broke Stephen Sondheim and we nearly didn't get into the woods yeah. and Sunday the Park with George and um, because Merrily was such a bomb, you know. And now look at it. I just can't wait for this revival to like recoup. I know. And they'll be like, oh, my God, they did Merrily successfully. That's right. They actually did it. Yeah. Oh. It's just insane to think about. I'm start like I'm starting to see a younger generation of people on TikTok just like posting about Merrily now. Yeah, it's really especially because nice. I think like that to have cast, Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe and Jonathan and, Groff. Yeah, and, yeah, it'll be it'll be great. Oh, it makes me very happy. Me too. Me too. Um, so yeah, we're here for it. We are here for it. The other thing that has been released recently was the Tiny Desk Concert of Wicked. Yes. Um, so I'll I don't put know why it, I said that as if I was excited No, about you're it. not excited. But I will say what I always really like, because Stephen Schwartz is playing the piano for yes. them. 
And he's just so awesome. He just like, seems really nice. He's just so lovely. Like and, wholesome. And he's yes, wholesome's the right word. And he's always really excited to talk about mm. like process and yeah. his shows and and he's just like smiling so much when they perform, yes. like the girls perform and it's really great. Yeah. And so I will say I really enjoyed it. How sad will you be if we find out that he has really bad energy in I private? I know. I bet that's not true. No, though. he's like a golden retriever. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to link to that. And I also just wanted to say that there's been a bunch of musicals have done Tiny Deaths. So I don't think we've – we might have mentioned – We mentioned the Hades Hadestown one. Hadestown one, yep. yeah. So um, – just I'll just quickly rattle off the list of the ones that there. If you love these shows and you haven't seen these, go and look them up. It's NPR, um, the radio station, radio New whatever. York Public Radio? Is I that what it is? National Public Radio. Oh, National Public Radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, in America. And they call them Tiny Desk Concerts and they're all on YouTube. Because it's just in a really small space if you haven't seen them before. Yeah. So obviously, um, as we said, Wicked, Town, Six, The Lion King, Come From Away, Be More Chill, Kimberly Akimbo, The Band's Visit, Company, Jagged Little Pill, A Strange Loop and Little Shop of Horrors Mm. have all done them. So um, yeah, and they're all worth watching. They're all about half an hour or so. Yeah, they're really great. Yeah. And you'll find probably your favourite artist has done one at some stage Oh, well, that's true. Obviously, like Like if you listen to music. Well. If you listen to music that isn't musicals, which I don't, uh, <laughs> then you might find that they You do. Done. Has Lawrence done one? You love Lawrence? Oh, I have to check. I don't know. I wonder if they're at that stage yet. They yeah, I don't are. think they're quite big enough. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They that's are funny. currently supporting the Jonas Brothers. I know. I think that's such a tour. random isn't it? combo. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, if you don't know Lawrence, you should listen to them yeah, as well. Yeah, they're awesome. They've they're got musical awesome. energy. Yeah. Um, so I saw this. Stephanie J. Block is releasing a Christmas album. Love it. So I feel really conflicted about this because I don't really love Christmas or no. Christmas songs. <laughs> but Stephanie J. Block, she yeah. may uh, may change my mind. So. A few years ago, I saw Anna Gasteyer, yeah. the comedian, who's also a great singer. Um, she did like a Christmas show at Joe's Pub and it cool. was a time when I was in New York. So I went and saw her do that. And it was like the, I guess it was kind of technically the album launch yeah, kind of right, thing. Right. But yeah, it was just like all that kind of sassy Christmas music. Hilarious. And I was like, I just went and saw it because I love her. Um, but yeah, it was like, but I'm the same. I'm not a big like no. Christmas album person. Well, I think her hus- Stephanie J. Block's husband will be on it, like her daughter and yeah. It was just cute. I think it's very, like, it surprised me. She didn't seem like the sort of person to have a Christmas album, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, you got to make money. That's right. Stephanie J. Box got to eat, as they say. That's right. Um, so I also had this thought because I've been reading, just following along the Hadestown um, replacements, like, as yes. they come through. So, and I would just want to say that as much as I adore Hadestown, and that's well documented, like, I love it an immense amount, I want to have some recordings of some of the new replacements. Yeah. Like, I'd want to hear. Lilius White and Philip Boykin, like, and that Betty Who seems cool as well, doesn't she? Have you seen the pictures of them? Like, yeah, oh, far so out. So I don't, I don't. Obviously, I don't know her like pop music. No, but she just seems to have a really cool energy. Yeah, like a perfect Persephone energy. Yeah, yeah. and um, isn't it Soleil Pfeiffer is yes. is um uh thingy. Eurydice. Eurydice. Yeah. I went to say Eva. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what I went to say, but it was not Eurydice. Yeah, Eurydice. Um, anyway, so it's it's not really a new complaint because we talk about this often, like how many replacements we would have loved yes. to hear on cast recordings and they can't record everything, obviously, no. but it's just a shame. It is. It mm. is. But how good's Hadestown? It's just perfect. Yeah. If you don't know it, you we should se- We sent a friend to go see it recently when she was in New York and 
she just had no idea what she was sort of in for. And she video called me after the show, just like <laughs> sobbing, <laughs> sobbing, just like, oh, my God, what have I just watched? It was so perfect. It was the best. Yeah. 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 That is the correct reaction. Yeah. Um, it is the correct bodily response, as I often yeah. say to you. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about a musical? Let's do it. Mm. Well, everyone knows because they've seen the title. That's right. It's 13. It's thir- 13. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is our last Chase Robert Brown, right? Well, yeah, for now. Yeah. Well, but I th- well, that's right, until he writes until more. Until he writes more. Yeah. But, yes, I, in a way I cannot believe we haven't done this show. Yeah, and in other ways, why are we doing this? <laughs> I can't believe – so we found a, a Jason Robert Brown show that you don't like then. Here we are. Yeah. So I, I actually thought I didn't mind this musical, but it turns out that I don't oh, like really? it. Oh, really? Yeah, it doesn't feel or sound like Jason Robert Brown and I don't like it. Interesting. I think half the album does. Mm. There are a couple of riffs that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's from Songs for a New World or like I like that bass line. You've done that before. Yeah. Otherwise, no, I Which hate is funny because it's kind of like – the middle of his career. Yeah. It's not like we're talking about something super early or super late. Yeah. You know, this is like, yep, this is Jason Robert Brown yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You not not for you. It is not for me. Not but for to be clear, it's not for me, right? Like that this is true. not for me. That is true. So I just feel like it's totally please like it. Like it's okay if you like it. What's your history with it? Um be, okay, well, like I was too old when it came out to be like, like in it, in it, yeah. So no interest, therefore. Um, and I've only ever just listened to it. Like I've never seen a production of it. Um, I've never interacted with it. Like on stage, I've read the script. Yeah, and I've listened to the cast recording many, many times. I've now listened to the movie soundtrack once, um, and that's it. I and like I said, I thought I liked it because there are a couple of songs that when I was teaching singing really intensely. I did with some young girls. Like we did Lamest Place and we did What It Means to Be yeah. a Friend because they're like, good songs. How great is it to have a song that's written for a voice of that age? That's right. And that's yeah. really rare. So yeah. like Matilda's done it, Thirteen's done it. Like awesome because like we used to have to sing like bloody Rodgers and Hammerstein, you yeah. know, when we were kids. So I really rated it for that. And those two songs are fine. Like they're good character pieces and they're good for kids to sing. But so if that's why I thought I liked it more. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. I sort of realised that it was probably the first Jason Robert Brown musical that – so, like, most of the ones that Joe Fan and I were obsessed with when we were teenagers, so Songs for a New World. And The Last Five Years. And The Last Five Years, mostly. And Parade. And Parade to a lesser extent, but definitely those other two. Like, yeah, more yeah, than yeah. Anything, had come out already, right? Like, they had been on mm. – when we discovered them, yeah. it was because the cast recordings were out. They'd been on in previous years. 13 was probably the first Jason Robert Brown show that came out whilst I was a fan of his. Yes. So I was very aware when it was on Broadway. Well, because we were reading his blog as That's well. That's right, like we exactly. were following the whole. And I even sort of tried to find, unfortunately his blog doesn't have like um, tags yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh, I wonder if I can find, because I remember like. I actually it, found them because it was on a. Someone had linked it on a Broadway World oh, discussion. I should good. have sent it to yeah. you. Yeah. Because so there's a heap of stuff yeah, on there. Yeah, it would be stuff like demos yeah. of songs and like he would yeah. always um, be writing about writing shows. Yes. And it was a really interesting did. blog at the time. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a it was a good one. But like so I was just very aware of its existence mm. as it came out and then kind of aware that it didn't work. Yeah. Like that it sort of flopped. Yeah. Um 
And that was probably the maybe one of the first times I was aware of a Broadway show flopping mm. and what that meant. That because well, we'd never like lived through it, right? Yes. That and um title of show mm. when that came out, um, I was a big fan and obviously like as it went to Broadway, it was also exciting and yeah, it was like Again, it was like, oh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna last, you know. I think for us, like the run of a show had never been a reality. Like we'd right. never, because it was like we have this cast recording now, so therefore it's a, it's a success, and we love it. Yes, exactly. And I'd never like appreciated what that meant, and especially you think about the fact that last five years literally ran well, songs for New World also mm. for like a month, yeah, off Broadway in a tiny theater, and it's like that, like. I can't believe they made cast recordings of I those know. shows. Thank God they did, right? Yeah. Like I don't know who I would be now without the Songs for New World right? recording. I know. It's crazy. I'm, I know that sounds really dramatic. No, I agree. I so agree. I would say like I think it's pretty awesome that the the cast and the band are entirely made up of teenagers. That's right. right? Um, but just a warning, the cast and band is made up entirely of yeah. teenagers. Like, yeah. Right, as in, do like, you know what I mean? Like, do you think part of it is that you're just like, I just do not relate. I don't relate. No. I don't relate to the story. I'm, am I supposed to? No. And also, I don't really enjoy listening to just te- clearly teenagers. Yeah, I know? will say. So I've I have seen it on stage and a couple of times now. I think it's probably more charming it when is. you actually are. That watching is the thing when you are watching teenagers do teenagers? the show. Actual yeah. teenagers do the show. It is very charming yeah, to watch. I can I can absolutely yes. see that. Yeah. And I think that I think that if you had seen it, you mm. would probably not feel differently, but you'd be like, okay, I get it. Well, and I also think it's really important that teenagers have works that are written for them. That's right. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. This is one of the few shows that's written for teenagers. Yeah. How good's yeah. that? Exactly. And I'm sure it's probably similar with like Freaky Friday yeah. or like a lot of those kind Prom of Prom or whatever. Yeah. 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 Although the prom still has lots of random adult characters, but yeah. 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 So there are no, there are no adult characters in. That's right. 13. Yeah. Literally, so I no. believe it was like the musical director was an adult yeah. and the director. Um, but aside from the like creative team and some like child wranglers, yeah, like supervisors, everyone else were kids. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. It reminds me because we were watching Best in Show last night. And there's so many dogs in that movie, obviously. And the whole time I'm like, wow, they really just worked with all these dogs. Yeah. Like it must have been mayhem. And that's what I imagine yes. the rehearsals of 13 would have been like. I um, There was this great New York Times article that they, when the film came out, they did like kind of like a little oral history of the yeah. Broadway production. And they talked about when they were out of town in Connecticut or Oh, yeah, it would have been like camp. Yeah, and it was literally like summer camp. And um, <laughs> they like caught a bunch of them smoking pot oh and my everyone was dating everyone else. Well, yeah, you would have grown up in this. Yeah, exactly. It's like a proper amateur. It's like what our experience, yes, right? Except exactly. they were getting paid for it. Yeah, and also at the top of their game. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, we were yeah. at the top of our game. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you so, want to know the plot? Yeah, tell us the story. Okay, so I want you to know that I just don't have the energy for the entire plot. Okay. Because it's basically an episode of the OC. Yeah. But here we go. 12-year-old Evan Goldman, he's our protagonist. Um, his parents are divorcing because his dad's like falling in love with it. I think it's like an uh, an air in, hostess. In the original they say stewardess. Oh, yeah. do they? Yeah, yeah that's, okay. the, that's the line in the – Right, right, right. Yeah. Hey, this is like not super new and PC it turns out. No. Like, <laughs> But anyway, um, so his parents are divorcing and he has to move from New York to Appleton, Indiana, which is like we're made to believe a very rural, like yeah. that's quite a sea change. 
or tree change. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana is the state uh, where Parks and Rec is set. That's true. For other Australians Morning. who don't know anything about Indiana. He meets his neighbour, Patrice, who develops a crush on Evan because Patrice is like a bit of an outcast. Um, and then he meets the most popular kid in school, Brett. He helps Brett ask a girl out on a date. Um, that's Kendra. There's a really great song about that actually. Um, and in, like he does it in order to be accepted at school. You know, he's the cool kid and and he wants to be accepted by the cool kid. So he wants everyone to attend his bar mitzvah because, yeah, he's 12, so he's about to turn 13 and have his bar mitzvah. Um, he decides not to invite Patrice because she's a loser. <laughs> wow. Um, meanwhile, Archie, this boy with muscular dystrophy, wants Evan's help with Kendra because he's heard that Evan can, like, get girls to go on dates. Yeah. Um, so he organises, Evan organises, like, a night at the movies to see, like, an R-rated film. Yeah. Um, the Bloodmaster. The Bloodmaster, yeah. So he organises this night at the movies for everyone with Brett and Archie basically both on a date with Kendra but neither of them knowing that they're both on a date. Um, and like shenanigans happen and there's another girl involved, Lucy, who loves Brett and doesn't want Kendra to get with him, blah, blah, blah. Um, but shenanigans ensue and somehow Kendra like disappears and Archie and Brett end up kissing, thinking they're kissing Kendra but they're actually kissing each other. Um, they both sort of lose it a bit at Evan, but it seems to like sort of settle down really quickly. This is the end of act one, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, things sort of settle, but there are more dramas like Brett causes some trouble. Evan doesn't want anyone to know he's friends with Archie and Patrice, et cetera, et cetera. There's more bits and pieces. It all comes to a head when Brett punches Evan because he suspects Evan and Kendra are secretly dating. They are not. Um, Evan finally acknowledges his two friends, that's Patrice and Archie, and has a good bar mitzvah. They realise that this is what growing up is and turning 13 is really turbulent. There's lots of back and forward. I think there's way too much back and forward. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. I will say I do remember from watching the show that it does feel kind of like it ends like three times. Yeah. Because I think like there's that great song, A Little More Homework. Yeah, yeah. But Which that's is like not, not quite the end. It's not the end. It's like two songs yeah, maybe from like, the end. Um, yeah. That should be the end. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's like there's a couple of times where the drama seems to magically resolve but then there's more drama. So that's yeah. why I think it feels it's not a great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's also like I don't know but I was not this sexualized when I was 12 and 13. Yeah, that's So it's also not very relatable yeah. to me but um, maybe I was just a loser. I will say I met you soon after you were that age. Yeah, I was 13 when you met me. And you carried a Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you and would, other books. And you refused to swear. I did refuse to swear. So I think we can. I was pretty well fun. I think we can assess that you weren't that sexualized. <laughs> You, Would you say you, that you were this sexualized at the age of 12? I would 13? say that there were kids in my year that were. Definitely. There were kids in my year having sex. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I remember at the age of 12, I got asked out and I didn't know what that meant. So I had to be like, what do you mean? Like, where are we going? We're 12. Oh. My dad had to break up with this boy on the phone because I was so stressed about it. Oh, my God. I know. It's very cute. So cute. You were very naive. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Poor innocent Josephine. How times have changed. Yes. Um, <laughs> so 13 is a musical with music and lyrics by Jason Robert Brown and book by Dan Elish and Robert Horn. Sorry, Dan and Robert. Uh, to, yeah. So, but you just rag on them. Um, 
so Dan wrote the original book. There were so many changes to it. And then they brought in Robert later. So, so it's not like Dan and, Dan and Robert were a Yeah, exactly. We're a team. Um, obviously, we've talked about JRB many, many times on this podcast. Last five years, Parade, Songs for a New World, Bridges of Madison County. I believe Honeymoon this, in Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas. I believe this is the last show of his that we haven't covered. Unless we count oh, Urban, we, Urban, we Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. But he only wrote like three songs in that show. Yeah. And so I How about instead of talking about it, I'll sing those three songs as an episode. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, obviously we love him. Yes. Josephine and I, he is the best. Um, Robert Horn wrote the book for the Broadway musical adaptation of Tootsie mm-hmm. as well as um, the more recent adaptation of Hercules that's oh, going to yeah. maybe go somewhere yeah. um, for Disney Theatrical. And he also wrote the recent Broadway musical Shucked. Um, it's a big gap done. between like his big works, hey. Yeah, fairly big, hmm. yeah. Um, for film and television, he's known as the screenwriter for this film, uh, for as in for 13. 13. Um, for the Disney Channel original movies, Teen Beach Movie, Teen Beach 2, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure and the Sweet Life movie. We scoff, but I believe they were all very successful. I'm sure they were. Yeah, these, I know that the beach one, they're I'm very sure big. my daughters have were yes, into it. Exactly. They're very big. Sharpay's um, what? Fabulous Adventure, which oh. I assume is a high school musical spin-off, right? Right. So that's a character from high school musical. Yeah, Sharpay, Ryan and Sharpay. Nothing? Nothing. Oh wow. I'm so sorry. Um it's pretty rare that we cover a show. I where thought it was about a dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like a sharp yeah. It's pretty rare we cover a show where one of the writers doesn't have their own Wikipedia page, but sadly Dana Elish doesn't have his own. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's mostly written like young adult fiction. Yeah. Um, and this is one of only two theatre works that he's How did he done. hook up with Jason? Yeah, so here's, uh, here's some information. This is a quote from Jason Rock Brown. Ready. Dan, Dan Elish had seen me do an interview where I said I really wanted to do a show with a bunch of dancing teenagers. We were doing Parade in the same season as Footloose and people didn't respond respond to parade very well when it came out <laughs> it's very heavy i got the sense that we were spending the whole season competing against dancing teenagers and so yeah I, I, from what i read basically um dan sent one of his books to jrb and jrb was like i don't think this would really work as a mm. musical but i would like to write a musical about teens yeah and so um, what i wish they, is that jason robert brown had doubled down and written another true crime musical like in the parade. vein of parade, like yeah. I just like don't worry about Footloose. I like, know, <laughs> ride another parade. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, they got together. They wrote the show. Um, the musical premiered uh, January two thousand seven at the Mark Taper Forum in LA, California, and just ran for like. Oh, it's LA month. and California. Correct. What if people didn't know that? Who wouldn't know that? Uh, you are being very rude. <laughs> To you or what, them? To, to them. <laughs> They're much smarter than you think, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was then uh, presented at the Norma Terrace Theatre in Connecticut uh, by Good Speed Musicals. That was the following year in May 2008, again for a month. That had a different director and a different choreographer. Mm. And I think that's the point at which they brought in Robert Horn as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, it then opened on Broadway at the Burnaby Jacobs Theatre September 16th, 2008. Um, Pretty quick. And really. closed on January 4th, 2009. 105 performances and 22 previews, which is not many. Not very many. Just no. a few months. Um, also, 2008, we have talked about that as yes, the recession, correct. but that was a little later in the year. It was, well, but uh, yes, it was part of the 2008 musicals that all closed, closed kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, um, 
almost straight away they started changing the show. So mm. revivals featuring revisions to the show made by the whole team were staged at French Woods Performing Arts Camp in summer 2009, Theatre Under the Stars Houston in fall 2009, and Indian Head Camp in summer 2010. Like they just yeah, right. started changing it. I didn't realise this because there's a West End cast recording, right, which yeah. I'll link to when we link the recordings. It was done by the National Youth Music Theatre, um, which is like one of these big young people's sort of yeah. bodies over there. I assumed it was like a proper run, but it premiered at the Apollo Theatre in Westminster, London on August 22nd, 2012 and ran for six performances. Oh. So obviously that was intended. Like it wasn't yeah, like – Yeah, you didn't close that no, early. Like That's it was a... just like we're just doing it for a week, you mm. know, and wow. they made a cast recording. Gee. He just has so- – JRB. He has power. How does he have all this power? I know. It's crazy. Uh, in 2014, CBS Films announced that they'd acquired the rights to produce a film adaptation. However, then like – Nothing more was announced. Yeah, until, it was in development hell for ages. Yeah, until 2019 when Netflix announced that they would be uh, – they'd acquired the rights and they would be making an original Netflix film and that movie was released on Netflix on August 12, 2022, mm. so last year. Mm. Um I will talk a bit more about the film later because I did watch it for the purposes of You're a our good woman. research. Uh, but let's maybe talk some fun facts. I have not very many. I've got a couple. The musical has been adapted into a young adult novel. Yeah. It's fun. But it's got like it's got more detail to contextualize it more. So there are actual adult characters included. So like Mum is a character. Yes. Which I know she's so in that the film. Is the film. Yeah. So um I heard JB talk about this and it's interesting because they had to write they wrote the book like before the Broadway show came out, I yeah. think. So they kind of gone one direction with the book. The musical went another direction and then kind of the film is different again. Yeah. So there's almost all of these sort of universes that they all live in. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, I think. It was interesting because I then went down a rabbit hole of, of musicals that have since been adapted into a novel. Oh, yes. Dear Evan Hansen's one. Yeah. Yeah, I there knew are, that. There were quite a few. I've already, yeah. I've already forgotten what they all were. But anyway, yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. Um, Tom Kitt was the musical director of the Broadway production. Yeah. I, I honestly like Tom Kitt's so good at doing that and so good at doing um like when he does like orchestra like he did the Jagged Little Pill orchestrations yeah. and vocal arrangements and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I just think don't get me wrong, I think that there's merit in some of the shows that he's written, but I just <laughs> prefer it when he's like not writing his own shows. Definitely. Isn't that terrible? Yes. But I just think he's but a, like a really great musical director and yeah. arranger and yeah. anyway. <laughs> that's how I feel about Tom Kitt. Yeah. I love you, Tom. Sorry, Kitt. Tom. I love you. Um, this show is often performed without an intermission, which I very much approve of. Is it of. still? I it, know the Broadway one was, but yeah. I thought they added one back in. Yeah, they're like, yes, basically. Yeah. But it is still like can be a thing. Mm. I really approve of that. Because like I said with the plot, there's so much back and forth drama. I don't think you need an intermission. Yeah, like there's okay. no cliffhanger because yeah. it's constant drama. Um, as Josephine mentioned, the band were all teenagers too, and I thought I would mention – the guitarist from the band, um, Charlie Rosen, who literally moved to New York to like be in the band mm. of uh, 13, has gone on to win like already a few Tonys yeah, uh, for best orchestrations. Um, yeah, he's like a The very band talented. is so good. Yeah. Like once you know, if you listen to that cast recording, and I don't recommend that you do, but once you know they're all teenagers, like they're good. How much, I can't believe how negative you're being about this show that you thought you liked. I know. This ain't Carousel, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any more fun okay, facts. Okay. I'll, 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 most of mine are sort of we're getting onto the film. Yeah. Um, so there's a shot that – so they recorded the 
cast recording for the Broadway production so that they could have it literally like from the first preview to sell. They recorded it like a few months before. That's and, what kids want. And the show changed in yeah. that time. Yeah, so, so you they, can listen to some songs, right, that aren't in yeah, the show. Yeah, so Opportunity yeah. and Here I Come are both on the recording but were cut from the production before opening Opportunity night. is a good song. I think so too. Mm. Um, and uh, it is back in the show. Yeah. Um, it's got new lyrics and it's in a different spot, I believe, mm. uh, than it was originally. Um, and there was a, there's a song called Good Enough that's in the show. It was in the Broadway production, but it wasn't on the cast recording. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it is in the West End cast recording, oh that my song. Gosh, yeah. Um, and then Being a Geek was not included in the original Broadway production, but now is in the show in the place of that song, Here I Come. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of changes, a lot of changes. Yeah. So, um, also for the film, I mean, a huge amount of songs were cut. Yeah. Because it's a film. Um, Plus, there was a new new three one, new, new ones. Two. Oh wow. Yeah. So the new songs for the film. JRB wrote them. I've been waiting, which I have to say is quite a bop. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like the introducing all the characters in the school when they come back from summer break. Yeah. It's a bit of a bop. Um, the the Bloodmaster, which is the song when they all go to the to the R rated film, yeah, and it would be funny, which is between him and his mum, yeah, and that's oh, kind of, of instead Deborah of Messing. being a geek, yeah. So yeah. Gabe, Deborah Messing from Will and Grace, etc., played um, played his mum, and so gave her a song, yeah, um, uh, and it's yeah, like I said, it's there sort of instead of being a geek, um, but yeah, there's he, I mean, there's they cut um, what it means to be a friend. Yeah, that was a bad choice. Ah, apparently it was filmed. In fact, I read I read this blog that um, Jason Robert Brown wrote about the film. You're so cute. And, um, and basically it was a bunch of stuff about the film, but one of them was a lot of those songs, like a lot of the songs he's like that you know and yeah. love were filmed. They were in it. Yeah. But he's like, but and honestly he's like, I had Just no Just didn't say. serve the film. Yeah. He's obviously. like, there were points at which, and he said, he said, he actually, it was actually a really interesting point. I think you'll find this interesting that he writes these kind of like standalone character story mm-hmm. songs really well, right? He like does. last five years, which we love, is basically a whole show of those songs. They're all right? song cycles, really. Yes. Yeah. And and he's like, that doesn't work on film. And he said, so like a lot of those moments are just not necessary mm-hmm. in the course of making a film. Yeah. And, and, and as he said, he's like, it wasn't really up to him. Yeah. So, yes, they filmed uh, What It Means to Be a Friend. It did not make it into the film. It's like See Her Smile not making it to the Tick, Tick, Boom film. Indeed. It just yeah. didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't right. It yeah. didn't serve the story. Um, the movie changed the location that Evan and his mum moved to from Appleton, Indiana to Walkerton, Indiana, hmm. because Appleton, Indiana is not a real place, mm-hmm. but there is a real place called Appleton, Wisconsin, which confused a lot of people. Uh, Walkerton, Indiana is a real place, but none of the creatives have ever been there. So why would that confuse people? I think they were just like, let's make it a real place. So call some real place the lamest place in the world. Yeah. That's, I know. I think that's weird. silly. Yeah. Um, the actor who plays Archie in the film really is in a wheelchair. Yes, that is cool. Uh, his name is Jonathan Lengel and he has a rare form of muscular dystrophy. Uh, similarly, all of the Jewish characters in the film were played by Jewish actors. That was something that JRB said was really important to yeah. him because it was specifically about yeah, it's a, a bar mitzvah, it's a bar mitzvah and it's a Jewish all that boy, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So there's a rabbi yeah. in the film, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, um, nice. Yeah, let's talk. What some- did you give the film out of five stars? Oh, well, okay, so let's talk about the film. Please. Um, 
So it's what on I Netflix. Say, it's on Netflix. I watched it. Um, it's it's fine. It is perfectly serviceable. Yeah. It feels very much like a high school musical esque. Right. They changed a lot of the like in the original show. Like Brett's kind of like the, like kind of like the like jockey. Yeah. Whatever. Like he's so much nicer in the film. Oh, but he's supposed to be like a bit of a dick. Yeah. So he's not really. And they changed him and Kendra, and they're really like lovely people. Oh. In the film, okay. and um, there's just a lot of that that's changed, right? Like, yeah. um. And it's just like it's fine. It's not offensive. It's not offensively bad. It's not good, but mm. it's not offensively bad. Oh, damn. There's some good songs. Like, you know, like, like I said, like that new song was pretty good. But yeah. it's just kind of like, yeah, the script feels very stagey in a way that doesn't work on film. Mm. Is it a lot of dancing teenagers? Sure, but actually I thought the dancing was quite good, I have Great. to say. Well, the good. choreography was good. Um, <laughs> the dancing teenagers, yes. Do they look like they're 12? The yeah, they're young. They're like properly, properly teenagers. Yeah, wow. But 12? Mm, like 14 probably. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, one thing that came up a lot when the film came out, uh, and I think this is an interesting discussion point, is that much of the cast were – I'll be the judge of that. – were very diverse mm. in a way that – Is small not necessarily, town, yeah. Yeah, in the small town that it was set in yeah. would not have been. Yeah. Um, and I actually think that – that is fine, right? Like yeah. to just say like, okay, but that's the world we live in, yeah. right? But what's jarring is that kind of the major plot point of the film is that that they are the only Jewish family mm. in the entire town. Mm-hmm. So this town is ethnically, racially, even gender diverse, but just but one Jewish family. no Jewish people. Like that takes a bit of like cognitive yeah. dissonance to like yeah. process, you know? Yeah. And so – it's like again, like I get it, but it's kind of like when that's such a major plot point, it's yeah. almost like you have to change that plot point to. But then it's like, well, then the whole thing is that he's having his bar mitzvah. And Why is there no, a rabbi if there aren't any Jewish? People no, they bring in, the, in the rabbi from New York. Yeah, literally, it's like him, his mom, and his grandma. Yeah, played by Rhea Perlman, of course, uh, who's always great. Um, oh, are the so only are the only Jewish uh, people yeah. in town, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we talked about this maybe back when it first came out, but like I'm I'm so like I'm happy to suspend my disbelief with diversity, like great, yeah. awesome, yes, but not when it's a plot point. Yeah. Like not when it's an important part of the story. It's an awkward one. Mm. It's an awkward one. Interesting. Um, but yeah, look, I will say I I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend the film like, again because it, like it's not really made for me. Unless you're thirteen. Yeah. Go and watch it. If you love musicals and you're a teenager, fucking go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But well, if, if like Sharpe's mystical adventure can do well, that's then like, it. And that's it. Like maybe it's just as good as all of those. Yes. It probably I'm is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. That's why I said this isn't for me, so it's okay if you like it. Exactly. Mm. Um, I always felt like this show was kind of almost written as a response to the fact that High School Musical mm. and all of those shows have become really popular, mm. right? Um, I always felt like it was it was like showing them up, but it's not. It's being them. <laughs> mm. But I, I I get the feeling that the original was a bit too cerebral mm. and yeah. uh, the music was maybe a bit too complicated or whatever yeah. than, uh, than those. You know, like they're just yep. like they are just proper pop songs, right? Absolutely. And, just, and fairly simple plots. Yes, like I, I exactly. do think this is a too complicated yeah. book. 
Yeah, agreed. And mm. so, yeah, it's just interesting. Like it's like it's almost like they tried to be that, but it's like that those things succeed for a reason. Yeah. And this is not that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. Mm. Um, we should talk about some of the success of the previous cast members. Yeah. Especially that original Broadway cast. So, you know, number one, of course, is Ariana Grande, who played yep. Charlotte, one of the cheerleaders. One a of very minor character. In her Broadway debut. She's one of the girls in that, like, opportunity. Yeah. Um, and she's in the homework one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has remained friends with Jason Robert Brown ever since, mm. as, as some people might be aware. Um, and I, he's even talked about like her coming in and auditioning and they were doing a thing where they all had to like scat Mm. and, and like some of the kids were kind of like, didn't obviously didn't know what to do. And then she was just like immediately like incredible. And yeah, I can see that. Like she's obviously a very, she's very talented. Yeah. Singer. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Gillies who played Lucy. Yeah. Uh, she went on to star in Victorious for Nickelodeon along with Ariana uh, and she also starred in the Dynasty reboot, so she's also become a bit of a yeah Disney Channel. Yes, sort of. exactly. Yeah. Um, and Graham Phillips, who played Evan on Broadway, he yeah. went on to star in The Good Wife. Yeah, um, he was the son in The Good Wife, and also a bunch of other TV roles. But like, it is crazy. I mean, look, I guess it makes sense. That it's like, well, if they were super talented teenagers, of course they're going to be snapped up by all these yeah. things. But like, a lot of them have been quite successful. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Were they super talented teenagers? I, I mean, I think that they've – yeah, I do. I think they're yeah. talented. It's, it's funny because I made a point, like, and I wrote it down, like, it feels a lot to be criticising literal children. Um, but I don't find it a pleasant listen because I find some of the voices just – they're just not good. But I guess – do you feel this – like, I, don't, I know we've talked about, say, like, Spelling Bee before. Yeah. Where it's like that's a hard cast recording to listen to because it's such, like, character voices. Yeah. Where it's, do you think it's a bit similar? It's like, it's hard to listen to because those voices like aren't mature yet. Yes, I think so. And like, so I'm not here to criticize children. And it's a really, like 13 is tough, particularly for a boy. That's a tough age. And like, Graham Phillips doesn't make it throughout the whole cast recording. You know what I mean? Like it's not consistent and it's hard to listen to and it's sharp sometimes. And the tone is awful and it's all that sort of stuff. But like, he's a child. I also get the feeling like he's not necessarily that much of a singer. No. But you know then, like, I mean? he was Eric in that live Little Mermaid. and like, Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's so I don't random. know. Like, yeah, it is random. But, yeah, and so it's really tough. It's really tough me even saying this. But, yeah, like they're going through a huge state of flux and whatever. So, yes, it's all totally fine the way that they sound. But I I don't know. I just, like, expect a little bit more maybe from a cast rec- from a Broadway cast recording. Right. And, again, I will say they recorded it before they opened. Yeah. That is clear, I think. Yeah. That is really clear. Yeah. So it's mm. like they're not kind of in the show yet. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You can tell that. It's interesting. Particularly the Brett. Like, have you listened to it lately, the cast recording? Yeah, yeah. Just in mm. the last week quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. It's – um, but I will say, like, I still think there's some bangers in there. Yeah, for sure. Like, like let's talk gateway songs. Yeah. Um, I, st- I mean, I've put the opening, 13. I've put a little more homework, what – I always assumed was the finale, but in fact, it's, it's not 90% of the way through it's the like show. the pen pen ultimate. Uh, and I've put what it means to be a friend. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, and I do all- think that the opening and the closing are strong kind of like ensemble musical theatre numbers. Yeah. You right. Know? Are you um, linking like the Broadway cast recording, not the West I End? I am. Yeah. 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 I do think it's still stronger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Particularly I... like that girl who plays Patrice has quite a nice voice. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. I think she's gone on to be like Glinda. She, she and was, a yeah, she was other... like a standby Glinda. Yeah. 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 She had a good voice. Yeah. 
Ali Trim, I think her that's name not is. A, that's not an easy sing either, that role, Patrice. Mm. Um, I actually don't think you should listen to this, but if you have to, I would try a little more homework. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. 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 And you're right. Like the ensemble numbers are heaps better than the solo numbers, except for Patrice's too. Like yeah. those are good. Um, but they do the ensemble numbers well because like kids have energy and they yeah. they do that nicely. I'm gonna link to so I'm gonna link to the Broadway cast. I'm gonna link to the West End cast recording and the film soundtrack. And the film soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I'm also gonna link to this. I mean, it's kind of a weird cover, but one of the things that Josephine and I used to do was listen to like people would put up like demos of songs and stuff like that. And we would have these mixed CDs of all Just these the most random stuff. And one of them was a demo of that like original LA yeah. version of the show. And in that version of the show, Archie had his own song. Yes. And it was That's called, a good song. It was called My Name is Archie. Yes. And it is beautiful. Yes. Um, and it's, and, and they took it out apparently because they realised they were like, oh, we're giving the kid in the wheelchair like this really like sad, sad self-serving song. Yeah. song. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, no, like it's just, it was just too much for everyone. But I have to say the song is beautiful. The discussion board on Broadway World talks about it a lot. Does it? Yeah. Okay. And how gross it was that it was removed. Yeah. <laughs> like but bad Like it's such a beautiful song. It's lovely. Um, anyway, so I found like on Spotify, someone has covered it for like a random album. Nice. So I am linking to that. I can't promise the qualities of this version. It's very good, but like. You'll hear the song. At you'll least. hear the song. It's a beautiful song. It's worth listening to. So <laughs> that's I've linked cool. to that as well. Well done. Do you remember that song? We used to have I it do. on mix CDs. Yeah. 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 Um, it was very much our. God, all those mix CDs. Our jam. I wish I could go back to those. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Anyway, 13, I'm yeah. afraid we haven't found a show that Josephine liked that we thought you might? No. Perhaps next time. Maybe next time. What are we doing next time? I don't know. We've got to talk about it. Yeah. Maybe like passions or something. Yeah, because we, we still have some sometimes left. We do. Yeah. Pacific Overtures maybe. I want to watch Passion before we do it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. There's like that. There's a pro shot. There is. Yeah. Mm. We've got to do that at some stage. Maybe it just has to be the King and I. <laughs> have we not done King and I? I think we have. I think we have. Well, we better do state fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing state fair. <laughs> oh, and that's, that's when we discover you fall in love with state fair. Imagine like if state fair is like, Ruth, it is so fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's really not. Oh, dear. Poor state fair. Excellent. All right. All right. Well, Thanks for your time. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.